everybody, welcome to Drive Through Review 545. Today we're going to take a look at Love Letter Premium Edition. So this is a brand new, kind of sort of big box kind of love letter. And this game actually supports up to eight players. Now the original only supported two to four players, but now they've added in some new cards and they've really blinged out the components here. And they've added some different kinds of mechanics into some of the new roles. So you can play all the way up to eight players. Uh, so let's take a look at it and I'll tell you what I think. Okay, I kind of want to do just sort of a pseudo unboxing as well, because this is a premium edition. This is very much a blinged out uh, version of Love Letter. So it's a very hard, sturdy box, and you can see it's using the original art from the original AEG edition. Of course, there was the Japanese edition before this, and it has a magnetic sort of flip-top lid there, which we're going to crack open. It's got a very nice rule book here, which explains the new cards and so on, and the rules in case you aren't familiar with it. And it's kind of got a nice sort of inset here with some of the pictures of the different characters, some of the new roles as well. You can see the bishop there. And then a nice uh, sort of felt insert here. And then we have here a bag of these sort of supersized hearts. And you can see there's a special token, which I'll explain in a minute. And then these cards are sleeved. So it comes with a pack of sleeves and these sleeves are awesome. You can see they're custom for love letter and these cards are huge. They're very tall here. If you think of like the original um, Blue Moon or maybe like uh, Lost Cities, the two player card game, if you're familiar with that, that's about the size that they are. And of course they have these custom uh, sleeves here. Now the other thing to note here is these aren't really cards. This is a very thick card stock there. Um, so you wouldn't want to play these without the sleeves at all because you wouldn't be able to shuffle them at all. Uh, so these are very nice and you can see this is one of the new rolls, his sycophant, and I'll explain some of the new uh, abilities and things. So it does come with some uh, player aids as well. You can see you've got the original cards here and then the new cards here. Now these are double-sided which is sort of funky. Now there is enough sleeves to sleeve these, so I just turned four of them up on the new cards and four of them up on the old cards. But once you play, you know, a couple times, then you'll have memorized the cards anyway. But they're a nice little reference there if you're trying to sort of card count towards the end of the game. So these are our sleeves as well, so that's also nice. So the way that the game works, if you're playing two to four players, you just play the same old love letter. You don't play with any of the new cards or the new abilities. You just do the same and then you play to the same uh, amount, uh, whatever the original was, you know, with the uh, two player, I think you play to seven hearts, and four player, you play to four. Now, if you play uh, with five to eight players, you're always going to play until you, whoever the winner has four hearts. Now, it could be actually be a tie in this case because, sort of like the Batman edition, which sort of spoiler alert, my favorite edition of Love Letter was the Batman edition, until this one. <laughs> uh, the Batman edition is really cool. But it is possible to end up in a tie. Uh, at the end of the game of this and so that's actually my only like real it's not even a complaint it's just a confusion is okay so it says if if you play in a tie then everybody that was tied plays another game which would probably usually be like two maybe three people in an eight player game but do they use just the old cards because they're not playing a full five player game so our little house rule and this hasn't actually happened yet but if it comes to a tie and we're playing the five to eight player version we're just going to let everybody keep playing until there's a clear winner so anyway that's my only little weirdness with the rules i'm sure somebody will clarify that so let me go ahead and sort out some of the new cards you can see the old cards still have the old art that's a little bit more of like an extended art edition type thing uh, but let me sort these out and then we'll kind of go through the different abilities Okay, so here we have the Assassin. You can see this is actually 
a card with a value of zero. So if you hold it till the end of the game, it's only gonna be worth zero, but I love this card. So the ability is, uh, if you have this card in your hand, when another player chooses you as part of the guards effect, they are knocked out of the round and you are not. Discard this card and draw a new card. So this is awesome because somebody calls you and you're like, boom, you're dead. <laughs> Uh, so you can see this little marker here that shows you how many are in the deck. That means there's only one of them in this case. So this is a really fun card. It makes calling the guard, you know, have some consequences because you could very well get eliminated if you call in the wrong person. Now here is another guard, and this is the same as the original guard. But one thing to note here, so it says name a number other than one. So a lot of these, not all of them, but a lot of them are now going to kind of be rewarded to say name a number other than one. So here's the original guard here. So you can see it's the exact same, uh, but now you're calling one. So if I call, instead of like Prince, I'm gonna call five. So even if you have, you know, not the Prince, I thought you had the Prince, but you have the five, you just say, okay, you have a five and then they're eliminated. So that's kind of an interesting thing. And it goes a long ways to actually making it somewhat deducible, um, you know, with a, with a larger deck and more players, because if you had to be very specific, then the deduction would, wouldn't be as quite as attainable. And I'll explain that more of that in the review. Uh, so here we have the Cardinal here, and this is choose two players. They must trade hands, and then you get to look at one of their hands. So you can say Billy and Bobby, you guys trade hands, and then I get to look at one of the cards, which is really cool. Now this one is, uh, the Baroness, who is maybe the wife of the Baron, I'm not sure, and it says choose one or two other players, look at their hands. So you get to look at other people's cards. And then you also have the Sycophant, which is sort of the counterpart to the Handmaid, <laughs> which is funny to me for some reason. But uh, choose any player. If the next card played has an effect that requires one or more players to be chosen, they must be one of them. So I can say, okay, Francesca's about to play, but I can say, you know what? Billy, you're the target. So if Francesca plays a card that targets something or somebody, then they have to target uh, Billy. So that's kind of an interesting thing as well. And then here we have, start to get more interesting here, we have the count. It says, if this card is in your discard pile at the end of the round, add one to the number of the cards in your hand. So again, at the end of the round, if you had like the prince, and then this guy was in your discard pile, instead of it counting as five, then it would be a six. And it is possible, you can see there's actually two of these. It is possible to get both of them, and so that will actually add plus two. So that's kind of interesting, because you might be able to beat the princess with a um, countess or something like that. So that's a cool twist. And here we have the constable here, number six. It says, if this card is in your discard pile when you are knocked out of the round, you gain an affection token. Now, this is my second favorite card <laughs> in the deck. And I'll, I'll get, I'm saving my favorite one for last. So. You put this in your discard pile and you're sort of like daring people to try to knock you out because if they do, you still get a token. And that's really crazy because we actually had this happen today where I was on the verge of winning to getting my, my fourth heart. And so nobody could take me out even though I was in the lead because if this card would give it to me and you immediately win in that case if, it, if that gives you um, that heart there. It's interesting, so they were all trying to force now to play the long game to retain a high value card. So it shifted the dynamics of the game a lot. So it was really, really cool. Now we have the Dowager Queen here, and she says, choose, any, choose another player. You secretly compare hands with them, the player with the higher numbers out of the round. So it's like the reverse Baron. Uh, also very, very cool dynamics there. 
Now, I did, this is not part of the new cards, but I just wanted to show the princess because there's no eight. So there's no number, number eight, but there's counterparts for all the other cards. However, there's now the bishop, which is a number nine. The bishop's also very interesting. It says, name a number other than one, so similar to the guard, and choose another player. If they have that number in their hand, then you gain an affection token. So if you name it, this is similar to the Batman card in the Batman love letter. So if I name, you know, Prince, and you have the Prince, then I get an affection token. However, you're not out. They may discard their hand and draw a new card, but the princess beats the bishop at the end of the round. And so that's very interesting. Um, it's not clear in the rules to me, but how we played it was, even if you got additions to this, like you made this a nine or a 10, the princess will always still beat it. Um, but this will still beat the others. So that's just like a hard rule. Princess always beats Bishop no matter what the end value is. Not super clear in the rules, but I think that makes sense. Uh, so the last card, this is my favorite one. This is, this is a brilliant card. So here's the Jester. It says, choose another player. Give them a Jester token. That's what this yellow heart is. And so if they win this round, you gain an affection token. So if I give this to Billy... And Billy wins. Billy, of course, will get a, a token, but I will also get one. And so this is a fantastic dynamic. This really brings the game home to me. This card, as well as the uh, the constable, and some of the other cards are good too. But these really just bring the game to the next level because this creates a uh, sort of a temporary alliance, if you will. Because now I've given you this. I don't want you to go out. So I'm not going to call guard on you after I just, you know, gave you the uh, jester token. And so maybe you work together with me. You know, you don't really care as much as I care about you winning. Uh, so it adds a real, real interesting twist uh, to the game. So let's jump into the review part. Okay, so that is Love Letter Premium Edition. And this is another game today that I'm reviewing that I'm kind of surprised how much I liked it. So this box showed up at my house and I was like, another version of Love Letter? I don't need this. You know, I've played four or five, I guess, different versions of Love Letter. And like I said, during the walkthrough previously to playing this game, my favorite was the Batman one. And that's because the whole Batman and Robin dynamic, I'm not gonna go into that, but if I recommend that one a lot. It's really fun the way that one makes a twist on the Love Letter. This one though is now my favorite, but only when you play, of course, with five or more players. You can, if you play it with two to four, it's the same game. So big deal. So, you know, it's nicer components and stuff. It's a cool game. Uh, but when you ratchet it up to that fifth, sixth, seventh, or eighth player, then it becomes really, really fun. And it's nice because I like Love Letter. We play it a lot at work when we can't figure out what to play. Maybe I don't have any new games to show or anything. And, uh, you know, we're just like, eh, I don't know. I don't feel like playing that game or something, you know. And so we're like, oh, I'll play Love Letter. And then you can kind of sort of talk while you're playing the game. You know, the environment becomes more of the game and the, the game is just kind of facilitating smack talk and, you know, kind of playing poker face or messing with people or bringing in random conversations about, you know, the outside world and working that into your sort of deduction of what somebody's poker face. So that's really cool, so that's fine. Uh, but this has, like I mentioned in the walkthrough, that kind of temporary alliance part, and I'm like, oh yes, this I, I love this, because if you watch in my reviews, I get excited when you have like shifting teams and dynamics, like if, you know, from games like Dune all the way down to like Frank's Zoo and stuff. Uh, so anything like where you can shift the dynamics of the team and you're like, okay, you know, we're kind of working together now for a little while, and then it's going to shift next round maybe. And just some of the the twists, and it kind of turns Love Letter on its, on its ear a little bit, and really kind of spices it up. Now, unfortunately, you can't really use 
any of those awesome cards if you play with less than five. Like, you couldn't really play a three-player game of Love Letter with the Jester or the Constable and stuff. It just, it's not going to work. Um, but I think that's fine. You know, you can play Love Letter or then you can play, like, Love Letter the party game and play with eight people. Now, I haven't played with eight, but I'm pretty sure as long as all eight people at the table had a good attitude, which is rough because it's eight people, <laughs> and eight's a lot to get everybody on board with something. But... I think, it, I think it's going to work. If you get eight fans of Love Letter on the table, they're going to like it. Now, the cool thing is, the cards are really big, so that's a bonus because you can see them across the table a lot easier than if they were the normal size cards. So if you have eight people sitting around a big table, you can see the cards nicely. And again, with the deduction, which I mentioned again in the walkthrough, because instead of calling like Prince or Constable or whatever, you have to just call the number, the clues that the other cards give you in terms of like the Baron or the Baroness and those kind of cards gives you a sense of the value of the card still. It doesn't give you, you know, the identity of the card, but that's not what you have to guess now. So they did a really good job, I think, with that. Just that, I know it's very simple, but it's a very nice little twist. Like, oh, well, I can just, I know based on what's happening and kind of where the cards have been kind of being passed around, you know, he's, he's probably like a three or a four. Then you can look out at the table and say, oh, there's been another, so I'm going to call three or four. But you got to be careful, again, because the assassin. And the assassin can backfire. So that really makes you second guess, you know, just randomly one-offing a guard. And sometimes you just got to get caught, and it's just kind of funny. Now, you can get assassin at the beginning of the game, and this happened to my friend. Two games in a row, he got assassin like real early, and he sit out the rest of the game. And so that was kind of a bummer, but yeah, it's a rare thing and it's kind of funny. <laughs> uh, but uh, the rounds are over quick enough. I, the, I, it didn't really bother me. It kind of bothered him, so I'm bringing it up. But I was like, yeah, it wouldn't bother me, buddy. It was only like four minutes <laughs> and then we were back into the next round. <laughs> so it's really cool. I really recommend this, especially if you're a fan of Love Letter. Um, and if you're a fan of like some of these larger party games like Resistance or Werewolf or something, this is kind of a cool thing because it takes it to that next level where you have a bigger group of players. You can play it. It's simple enough that you can get in that kind of extracurricular trash talk and all that kind of cool stuff. Um, and, the, and the production quality is really, really nice as well. So I'm glad, I'm really glad that they did this. You know, like I said at the beginning of the review part, I was like, what? You know, okay, premium edition, let's milk this cow again. You know, because there's like 40 different licensed versions of Love Letter. But this is really good. This is the my favorite version. I haven't played every single version of Love Letter. Um, let's see. The original, and then there's that kind of... The original Japanese one, which is the awful seven card. And then the Hobbit one was good. And then there's the Batman one. And then there was another one I played, which it might, it might have just been the... Um, the L5R one, I think. I might, that's not doesn't have any different rules or anything. So it might have just been those. The rest of them all have the same rules, except there's one, I think, that I haven't played that has a, a tweak on the rules. The Hobbit and the Batman one each have a tweak on the rules. Uh, I think it's the Adventure Time one. I think there's a, a, a wrinkle there, but I'm not sure. But this has several wrinkles. <laughs> so again, I would highly recommend this game. They did a great job, thanks.